Welcome to the latest episode of Comic Book Physics, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This month we're taking a look at antimatter universes. Fictional realities often have antimatter universes. There are two main ones that I'm aware of from comics. There's the Negative Zone from the Fantastic Four, and there's the home dimension of the Quardians in Green Lantern. So what is an antimatter universe, and is it viable, and can the characters travel to and from the universe, as we see? Well, first, we need to discuss what matter and antimatter are. So antimatter was first identified in the early 20th century, and it is most definitely real. Every particle in nature has an antiparticle, which may or may not be the same as the original particle. Antiparticles are identical to matter particles, except with opposite charges. So that's not just electrical charge, but all charges, with one charge for each of the four forces in nature. For example, an electron has an electric charge of negative 1.6 times 10 to the negative 19 coulombs, while the positron, its antiparticle, has an electric charge of positive 1.6 times 10 to the negative 19 coulombs. They both have zero strong nuclear charge, and the weak nuclear charges are opposites as well. Their masses are identical in magnitude, although it's still an open question about whether or not antimatter falls up. We just haven't been able to create antimatter under conditions where the relatively weak force of gravity can be accurately measured without being dominated by electric and magnetic forces. So how do we make antimatter? Well, it's the opposite of a nuclear reaction, which converts mass into energy. If we force particles to collide at very high speeds, those high kinetic energies will become mass. They also occur naturally via radioactive decay and other energy-to-mass conversion events, like supernovas or stellar fusion. However, when we do this conversion, certain conservation laws apply, and each antimatter particle we create is produced with a corresponding matter particle. If that's the case, why do we see so much more matter than antimatter in the universe? That's an open question, quite frankly. One of the goals of the LHC at CERN, the Large Hadronic Collider, is to create such high-energy situations that we could study what is known as symmetry breaking, which is akin to what we discussed in our recent coverage of pin particles. When a symmetry in nature is broken, then we can create matter and antimatter in unequal proportions. The intensity of the Big Bang was one time this happened, leading to the matter-dominated universe that we see today. Thus, is it possible to have an antimatter universe? Well, it would appear so. A multiverse has been hypothesized, and there's no compelling reason we've discovered to assume every parallel universe has the same laws of physics. Thus, a parallel universe in which antimatter dominated in the symmetry breaking is not unreasonable, but there's still so much we don't understand about the physics in question that this answer may be overturned. It's not a case where we've tested the hypothesis until it gets upgraded to a theory that applies to this, but it's a case where we don't yet have any compelling evidence to support or eliminate any of a wide variety of hypotheses, so we simply can't rule it out. Could we travel to this universe as we've seen in Fantastic Four and Green Lantern comics? Well, in Fantastic Four, they talk about some natural process converting your matter into antimatter as you cross some sort of barrier between the universes. That would be necessary to exist there without dying in a rather energetic and violent way, to be sure. The bomb dropped on Hiroshima, also known as Fat Man, converted about 700 milligrams, or a 40th of an ounce, of mass into energy. And that's the devastation that that energy caused. There's a lot of energy stored in mass. Now, that was based on one kilogram of uranium, so that nuclear fission is not 100% efficient. Matter and antimatter reactions are 100% efficient. So sending the 82 kilogram Reed Richards, pulling his mass off marvel.wikia.com, into the negative zone without converting his matter into antimatter 
would be like dropping about 117,000 copies of Fat Man on the spot he landed on. The trouble is that there's no known process that could convert matter directly into antimatter. We'd have to expend the energy to annihilate the matter and reform produced antimatter into matching chemical structures. It would take a lot of energy to drive that reaction, so bringing the entire Fantastic Four, or 440 kilograms of mass, over half of which is the thing, over to the negative zone would require the energy equivalent of about 682,000 nuclear weapons on the scale of Fat Man. So the way it's proposed in the Fantastic Four doesn't really work. There would have to be a tremendous energy input at the barrier, and it's more energy than even Reed Richards' devices would be able to produce. Now, the Green Lantern universe, on the other hand, have access to the Green Lantern rings, and there's a tremendous amount of energy there. So as long as the Lantern has the willpower and the foreknowledge to understand what has to be done, in the Green Lantern universe, it would be possible to convert the entire body into antimatter as you cross the barrier. So the final result on this is a limited pass. It works in the Green Lantern universe. As far as the negative zone goes in the Fantastic Four universe, its existence seems to work, but transit between the universes is rather flawed. That's it for this month. Feel free to send suggestions for future topics to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com. Rate this and any of the shows you listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher. Don't forget to check out our new Bedtime in the Public Domain podcast if you haven't already. And finally, thank you for listening. Blaine here again with just a couple of quick corrections for errors I noticed while I was editing. First of all, when I talked about the equivalent fat mans of the entire FF, I said 682,000. I transposed digits that should have been 628,000 on paper. The second error is related to that. I realized after the fact, I looked at the number of bombs in terms of converting the matter of the Fantastic Four into energy, forgetting that matter and antimatter annihilation happens in equal parts. So if you convert that much matter, you also convert that much antimatter, doubling both numbers. So converting Reed Richards is not like dropping 117,000 bombs. It's like dropping 234,000 bombs. Dropping the entire FF is like dropping 1,256,000 nuclear bombs. So sorry about that, but here's the correction, and see you next month.